0: Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. This is your host, Jeff Mann. In today's episode, I'm going to be playing part two of my interview with Justin Vandewater, where we are discussing the disciple-making process. I have found it Very helpful to have a clearly defined process for how I am going to go out, share the gospel with people, find someone who is eager to know more about Jesus, and then help them understand the gospel till they get to the point where they believe and they're willing to repent and follow Jesus. And then I baptize them and I train them how to walk with God. And then help them engage in the disciple-making process and go make disciples themselves. And having a clearly defined, simple, biblical process has been super fruitful for me, and I hope that you'll find it fruitful for you as well. So Justin and I are going to talk about the process that I've been using, uh, and if you are wanting to make disciples of Jesus and you're like, man, I want to lead people to the Lord. Or maybe you've been sharing the gospel, but you're like, you know, I I think I could get some training and, and, and something that would help me be a little bit more fruitful and effective. uh, In sharing the gospel with others, Um, I would be very interested in training you. And at the end of this podcast, I'll give you information where you can contact me and uh, we can talk about anything I can do to help train you and coach you in the disciple-making process. So go ahead and enjoy the interview right after this word from our sponsor.
1: One of the probably the greater revelations just recently for me is understanding the idea of finding God-prepared people, these people of peace, and the impact that that could have to reach the goal of multiplication. And I'm always moved whenever we look at that story in John 4, and, and we ask the question, who is the evangelist in this story? And it's the woman. And you know, Jesus could have gone into her village, Sychar, uh, I think it was a Samaritan village, and he could have saved every one of them himself. He's God, he could have done that. But he chose a God-prepared, a person of peace, and it was the woman that went back to her village and shared her story and the gospel. And basically her whole village came out to encounter Jesus. And that's what you're, that's what you're sharing here is we yes. can't overlook this first objective that, you know, we talk about finding a person of peace. And this is crucial if we're going to see movement happen. And so this woman invited all her friends and family to come encounter Jesus themselves. And that's, that's essentially what your discovery Bible study is. about right like helping people encounter jesus for themselves right
0: absolutely and and i can give you an example of this just from this past week so there's an apartment complex in my city that um i want to reach them there is it's filled with puerto ricans which i love the puerto ricans you know and uh i so we go there i take one guy in my church that i'm training to make disciples we go there last week and we just start sharing jesus with a few people and we're looking for this person of peace. So I, I think we were there maybe forty-five minutes. We talked to maybe five or six people, and um, out of that, we had three people that wanted to come ba- us to come back on Sunday afternoon, and read and do a discovery Bible study with them. Yeah. And so I'm like, awesome. So I go back yesterday, and I take a, a lady from my church who's from uh, she speaks Spanish, and she goes with me. And you know, we go back to this potential person of peace and. She's in, and I meet her there and she has some kind of Christian background and she even reads the Bible to her daughter, but I don't know if she's really born again. And I don't know if she actually understands what it means to, what it looks like to really follow Jesus as his disciple. Mm -hmm. So we meet with her and we're sitting in the hallway in her apartment uh, complex and the other guy lives right across from her uh, and he comes out and I'd met him a few times. He sits down and joins us. And uh, we read a simple story about Jesus. And then, um, you know, we, we discussed it. We found out the the one main point that he was trying to get across in this parable. And then I was like, okay, so like, what are we going to do this week to obey that they set goals and then we prayed together. And so, cause they would, I don't, I don't know if they're even born again, to be honest with you. I, I doubt they are maybe one of them, right. um, but they're like, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I mean, you know, they come from Catholic, whatever background, yep. you know, that's yep. that's common down there in Latin America. And, but so I'm like, Hey, cool. You say you believe in Jesus. I'm cool with that. Uh, let's just talk about following him. And so they set goals. We're going to meet again next week and they're going to, you know, he, the guy's going to bring his uh, girlfriend, and his sister with him and so again we're just kind of collecting these interested people and we're just going to keep reading stories about jesus and the cool thing is they're going to put it into practice this week so when we meet again next week we'll read another story about jesus but i'll ask them i'm like hey you, you your goal was you just wanted to read the bible on your own this week what did you learn about jesus through your bible reading and then i'll just listen to him and kind of hear what holy spirit's been teaching him when i wasn't there
1: so i love that yeah well and i know uh, discovery Bible study is maybe a terminology that not everybody's familiar with. But I, again, I think of this story in scripture of John four, and the woman shared her story and the gospel with them. And some of them responded right away to what she said. Mm. But a lot of them were still curious, and they followed the woman out and they encountered Jesus personally, right? Like they heard it from him. And I think the discovery Bible study tool is so profound and powerful, because if if we share things with people and do a regular fill-in-the-blank Bible study, some, you know there's some, some great things that are going to happen to that. But for some people to get in and read the living word and have the Spirit uh, do a work in that, like an encounter with Jesus, and they hear it, and he speaks to them, there's so much power to that. And the likelihood of them responding and obeying is so much greater than just passively hearing somebody else talk about it. Yes. Um, and kind of fill in the blanks. So there's such power in that. So we're looking for people of peace. We're going to invite them into Discovery Bible study. We're going to baptize them, right? Like the very first command of Jesus repent, turn around and follow me, and then be baptized. So you're just following Jesus and training them. So can you unpack, like uh, you mentioned the five habits? Um, and is there, you know, you want to talk not necessarily about what you're training, but how? Like what does it look like? um, life on life for your training or, you know, a lot of this is happening in the harvest, correct? Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, okay. So what it looks like is usually I'm already meeting with them for the discovery Bible studies anyway. Right. And so, um, you know, that just continues. So for, so I, I just got to lead a guy to the Lord about two months ago using this exact same process, um, knocked on his door on a sunday afternoon first time i met him I was like can i pray for you and he's like yeah i'm like i pray to jesus do you know who that is and he goes well actually yeah i'm like well what do you think about it and he goes well i'm an agnostic leaning toward christianity that's how he introduced himself to me i <laughs> said okay and so but he was his heart was open mm-hmm. and um and so we started meeting together for discovery bible studies about twice a week mm-hmm. after about three weeks I could tell he was. Just, he would pray with me. He was reading the Bible on his own. I mean, he was just putting this stuff into practice. Yeah. So Finally, I just asked him after about the third week. I was like, "So, where are you at now? I know you were agnostic, leaning toward Christianity. I'm like, where Where do you? How would you describe yourself now? I'm like, Do you believe the gospel? Do you believe in Jesus? He's like, You know, I do. He's like, I believe. And I said, Okay, are you Are you willing to follow him? Are you all in? Uh, to go all the way and serve the Lord? He's like, I'm all in. I want to follow Jesus. So then I was like, okay, here's what we need to do next. And I I, I showed him some scriptures about water baptism, and um, I was like, this is what we need to do. We need to get baptized. And he's like, okay, sounds good. And so we baptized him. And uh, and I don't want to say this too. I I think it's important, you know, that uh, you know, like Peter says in Acts, I think it's it's two 38, 39, somewhere in there. Um, he tells them what to do repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and then and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit. Hmm. And so I pray for them to receive the gift of the holy spirit even when I'm baptizing them. I like to do that cuz I just know from personal experience and just from conviction by reading the scriptures I they're not going to last yep. living for Jesus without the holy spirit. They need no. to know his presence. They need to be filled with the holy spirit. They're going to need to hear his voice, be led by the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm going to teach them to do. He's the one who's saving them. He's the one who's discipling them. My job really is to introduce them to the Holy Spirit, help them recognize his voice, and yes. encourage them, you believe and obey what he tells you to do. And he's really the lead role player in the, the sanctification process. Right. Um, my job is just to point them to him and give them uh, just help them recognize his voice and follow him. So, um, so I'm kind of going off on a
1: tangent there. Sorry, I'm coming back. No, it's Uh, good. But just practically speaking too, from a training standpoint, like there's some things you're going to discover in God's word. And then part of your time together involves like, Hey, how are you going to live this out this week? Yes. And, and then also, that time of you guys living it out together like when okay. it comes to sharing your faith and so there's a lot of things that you're actually modeling for the new disciple not necessarily you're learning and reading about it but you're going living these things out in your lives holding each other accountable to yes. opening the scriptures
0: okay so I'll, I'll meet with them we still read a story from the Bible together and do yep. the discovery Bible study thing but then I'll teach them Five specific skills that I expect them to start putting into practice immediately in their life. And I, I don't teach them all five at the same time. I okay. just do one at a time normally. Yep. But for example, probably the first time, I'll get them on a Bible reading plan. And I'll talk about the importance of, I'm like, listen, if you're going to follow Jesus, you have to know his word. Yeah. Um, or else you're just guessing. you're just guessing on what should I do in this situation? And you're just guessing what he's like. You have to know him. And and the best way to know him is you have to read the word. And so I get him on a Bible reading plan, a Bible reading plan. I just ask him. I always have them read the whole Bible, uh, because it's all, we need it all. And they all make us wise for salvation. And mm-hmm. so um, I'll say, you need to read the whole Bible. Don't just popcorn, you know, it's where Russian roulette today. Where am I going to read? I'll read songs. Tomorrow yep. I'll read Revelation. It's like, no, get a plan. Start at the beginning. Read through the whole thing. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just ask them, you know, let's start in Genesis. Or sometimes I'll have them start at Matthew in the New Testament. Read that first and then go to Genesis and, and just keep reading the Bible for the rest of their life. But
1: I right. say, okay, <laughs> when,
0: when are you going to read the Bible each day? Mm-hmm. And, and they choose. And I say, okay, how much of the Bible do you – set a goal. Like, do you want to read each day? Is there a time goal? I'm going to read 15 minutes a day. Or is there like a chapter goal? I want to read this much content. I I just let them choose. It doesn't matter as long as they're reading it. And um, I'll say, okay, once they set that goal and then I'll, uh, so yeah, when are you going to read the Bible? And then I ask them, what are you going to read? And usually I just tell them starting Genesis or starting Matthew and just keep reading. And so the next week we meet, I'll ask them, uh, Hey, what did you learn about Jesus? What did you learn about God in the word this week? Yeah, And then I'll have them, I'll encourage them to bring their Bible. And I always encourage them to, I say, write in your Bible. I get so much more if I write in my Bible. So um, I, like if you find something you like, underline it. And then when we meet next week, you'll remember. And yeah. you can show me, I like this verse. And I'll say, why did you like that verse? And I, I'm listening in on the conversation they've been having with the Holy Spirit throughout the week. So that's the first thing I'll teach them. Then I teach them how to pray. And I get them on a prayer plan. So I'll just say, when are you going to pray each day? Same thing yes. as a prayer plan, right? Yep. Um, then I'll say, um, how long do you want to pray each day? They set a goal. And then what are you going to pray about when that, when that time comes? And usually uh, I have them make a list. And I'll say, what do you t- – two things. What do you like about God? And then second, um, what do you want God to do? And I'll tell them. I was like, You're, I was like God wants to do things. I was like, but there are things he wants to do that won't happen unless you ask, Hmm. because it's just the way it is. It's a partnership, and he actually restrains himself in this way. He limits himself, I should say. Um, He will work in partnership with human beings, and so there are things that he even wants to do that won't happen unless we ask. And so I was like, what do you want to see God do? And uh, in your own heart, in your own life. And, uh, and I'll have him write down a list of things. I'm like, ask him for that. Every time you read your Bible this week, ask him for those things. And then start your prayer time by telling him, hey, Jesus, this is the things you like about him. Actually verbalize that. Say, yeah. I-, I love this about you. I love this about you. And uh, worship is a key part of the prayer life. So I'll just do that uh, to get him going on a prayer plan. Uh, then the obedience. I teach him to obey God is a third habit of a fruitful life. And, um, and again, that's just kind of built in like, uh, what do you, I, you know, what are you learning about God? But then how are you putting that into practice? And of course we're doing that with discovery Bible study before they even come to know the Lord, how right. are we going to apply this in our life this week? And, uh, and I always emphasize constantly because Jesus did, like, we're not just trying to acquire knowledge. Like knowledge doesn't save us. Knowledge doesn't change our life. It's when we apply the teachings of God in yeah. our life yeah, we encounter the spirit and we release the spirit's power and we see awesome stuff happen like that. So we have, I'm always emphasizing that. Um, mm-hmm. the fourth thing is, uh, their uh, fellowship family. Yeah. God, yeah. and, um, and I, to, and I help them. I'm like, uh, usually I'm their church family to begin with. Um, cause I've met them in the harvest. I'm meeting him in the harvest. A lot of times they're not coming to my church on a Sunday at first. Sometimes they do. Cause they find out where I go to church and they're like, Hey, I want to come, which I think is always a good sign. Cause they're hungry. Yeah. They're, yeah. Um, they want to know God and they want to, you want to be around God's people. So, but even if they don't, you know, come to my church, I don't even usually make it a point to try and invite them because a lot of times they're working Sunday, whatever, but I do help them. Um, I am their brother in Christ. And then As they lead others to the Lord, I connect them with others and teach them how to pray together, how to read the word together, how to hold each other accountable, how to encourage one another. So that's the fourth habit of fruitful life. And then the fifth habit of a fruitful life that I train them in is um, uh, disciple making, how how to go make disciples. And I just, I actually take them with me. That's my favorite thing. I'll say, hey, let's go find a, you need to find a person of peace. Go with me. And usually I'll do the talking. Uh, just watch. I'm looking for a person of peace, and this here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray with people. I'm going to share my testimony, and yep. I'm going to share the gospel and invite them to a Bible study, just like I did with you. <laughs> yep. And they're like, okay, and they watch me do it a few times, and then I take them out. I say, like, okay, this time you're going to do it. I'll be with you, but just do exactly what I did, and look for the person who's hungry, and then set up a time to meet with them for discovery Bible study. And so I walk with them
1: through that process. Is yep. how I start the training. How soon, Jeff, are you taking people out into the harvest?
0: Uh, As soon as possible. Uh, It's, I I don't always do it like, you know, I I don't always do it like it's my first goal before anything else. I used used to kind of have that in focus that way where I was like, okay, first thing, share your gospel. Who are you going to share the gospel with? Like right now, they get saved. Uh, Who are you going to share with right now? And I think that's great. But, um, but I, what I ended up running into is they, uh, I, I just, I just, I, I wasn't seeing good long-term fruit coming from that approach. Honestly, this is just me personally. And so the first thing I try to do is, I'm always talking about you're going to be making disciples. I mean, this is just this is what we do. We're disciples of Jesus. We make disciples. They always know that from the very beginning. But um, but I want them to know the Lord. Yeah. And so usually I start out with that Bible reading plan, the prayer plan, and then um, I've, I actually find that a lot of times they start testifying about Jesus naturally yep. on their own, even before I start officially training them in the process, um, which I think is actually the most biblical way. When I read the Gospels and Acts, most of the the... the the testimony of Jesus that was going around. It was people who had an experience with Jesus and they were so excited. They just ran around telling their friends and their family what just happened to them or what they just heard. Um, and the buzz, the Jesus buzz would circulate through villages and towns and regions. Um, so I like that. And I find that happens a lot of time when somebody's really getting excited about the Lord, they start sharing on their own. That being said, I am intentional about training them in that process, but usually they're already doing it in some way uh, before I even get to do the training
1: with them. Yep. Yep. What I hear you saying that's coming out in this that I, that I agree with just to restate would be, uh, it's, it's just crucial from the get go that we're obeying the commands of Jesus. And actually it's, it's our practice of obeying those that lead us to maturity. And so I think there are some processes or even, thoughts that we need to reach a certain point of maturity before we start sharing our faith or doing these things when in actuality it's it's obeying these commands immediately that brings about maturity in our life which is what i I I and i one quick follow-up question and we'll move on here too because i think there may be some people when we talk about discovery bible study and you'd mentioned just a minute ago like um people that are, are invited into Discovery Bible Study that might not believe and fought, have repented and are following Jesus yet, which right. doesn't disqualify them from studying the Bible. And can you talk just a little bit about, because there might be some that are listening that are like, well, how's that even possible for somebody to read the Bible and obey it if they don't haven't professed to follow Jesus yet? And can you just uh, speak to that real briefly?
0: yeah i'd love to so i'm looking up this scripture right now uh it's in um first in or second timothy it's in second timothy okay so it's about the scriptures paul's talking to timothy about the scriptures and he says um but you must remain faithful to the things you've been taught you know they are true for you know that uh you can trust those who taught you here you have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood and listen to this, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And that's the Old Testament scriptures is what he's talking about there. And so he's just talking about the power of the word of God. It's like, man, you, you've studied these the scriptures, and through studying the scriptures— you've received the wisdom that gives you the power to have salvation. And so I'm like, that's literal. Like the word of God is so powerful. If I can expose them to Jesus in his own word, the Holy spirit who wrote the scriptures, he bears witness to the truth. He's going to, I mean, it's amazing. They can get awesome stuff out of these simple Bible studies. And and I should emphasize the discovery Bible studies are extremely simple. These are not deep Bible studies. Um, I'm, there's one main point. I, when I read one scripture with them. I want them to get one main point out of it and do something to apply it in their life. That's, that's, that's all I'm going for in that. And I, but I have this confidence if they'll believe what they read and uh, do, just do their best to start applying that one point in their life, they're going to encounter the Holy spirit. Yes. Um, and, and stuff is going to start happening in their life. And I, I think of uh, another scripture is John 14. Hmm. I just shared this with the discovery Bible study I was doing yesterday. But John chapter 14, Jesus says, "Um, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. So I think of that like how there's people out there that God has prepared that they just don't know the way. They just need somebody to show them how to know Jesus. And um, I give them the commands of God. And if they start applying those in their life, it's like, that's how you can tell the ones who really love him. And uh, and then he says this, and because they love me, my father will love them. I love this. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. That's so powerful. So I'm going to expose them to Jesus, expose them to his commands in his word, and encourage them to respond with obedience. If they love him, they will. Right. And as even if it's not perfect and they're just – they're not even born again, but they're just like, hey, I like this stuff. I want to be one of these followers. And they start putting into practice in their life. The Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to see them reaching to them, however weak that reach is. And he's going to reach back with power and reveal Jesus to them. And uh, they'll start having
1: encounters with God. And, um,
0: yeah, they'll get born again.
1: I love it. Can you mention that passage in, Tim- in Timothy again real quick? Where was that found? Yeah, I think it was uh, – I got to look it back up again. Second Timothy – is it three? I think chapter three, verse 15. Awesome. so good. (laughs) And that's been one of the challenges for me personally. And as we're working to make disciples is oftentimes, you know, when you're wanting to teach people to follow Jesus, which is obedience, right? Like that's in essence what obedience is, but, but we have such a, we tend to bristle when we talk about obedience. And uh, so I love that passage. I love that it highlights even even the power of scripture for those that might not yet believe, but, but are engaging and encountering, which is Jesus was the living word. So yes. people were encountering Jesus before they believed. And so he, like, why would we not be able to encounter him in the written word too, even prior to belief and have that open up our heart and bring us to a point of salvation. So, and I, I
0: never, I am, I never shrink back in any way from emphasizing obedience. Mm-hmm. Ever, like a total non-believer, I'm not worried about like, oh, this this is going to be too much for them, and they're going to be put off by it. That just shows me they're not a person of peace. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not looking. I don't want to waste my time to just meet with people, investing hours in them who have no interest in actually obeying and following Jesus. And and that's, you know, that can sound cold. It's not cold. It's just, I know the end goal and the end, they're not gonna, if I just get a meeting with me and saying nice things about Jesus, that's not going to get them into the kingdom of God. Uh, They're going to have to believe and obey the gospel. And so I I don't think that because they meet with me, like, They're going to get some pass and be able to go into the kingdom of God. I know the way this thing works. You know, Jesus said in John 8, uh, it says, to the ones who believed in him, Mm -hmm. this is what he said. Uh, He said, um, if you, oh, I should look it up. I don't remember it. He's like, uh, if you obey, I'm summarizing. If you obey my teaching, um, you are really my disciples. Yes. And then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. It says, that's what he said to the ones who believed him and and so he's just uh he's like i know the way this thing works and and i want to make disciples of jesus who when they go through when they're persecuted when they go through dry times when they go through temptation and they have to overcome sin and uh they experience rejection and they have to do things that seem scary and challenge their comfort zone to follow jesus i want to produce the fruit that remains people who are going to do it, if I'm taken from them and I'm nowhere to be found in their life anymore, they need to know Jesus for themselves mm-hmm. and be able to persevere and overcome. And I, I want to see him at the judgment, uh, successful. And so I just, I know the end goal. And yep. so I don't shrink back from saying, this is, listen, like you're going to have to obey him. And anyone who's like, well, shrinking back from that, I'm just like, well, you know, that's your choice. But just so you know, this is the way it is. So you're going to have to choose who you're going to serve. But I want you to have eternal life
1: that's real and actually works for you. So good, man. Yeah. Well, we need to um, thank you for kind of unpacking the disciple making process, because I do feel like that's where a lot of us are probably have the most questions. Um, but give us some examples, Jeff. You're you're in the harvest. You're seeing not you know again we're not elevating tools and strategies we're elevating the spirit of god and obeying and listening to him but give us some examples of how this process is working and the fruit that you're seeing in the harvest
0: yeah definitely so um you know one example would be uh you know uh the guy i, I kind of just mentioned to you his name's justin that i got to lead to the lord two weeks ago um you know he just worked the process i mean it was knocked on his door and, uh, did the discovery Bible studies about three weeks into that. He was like, I'm in, we baptized him. I'm meeting with them now. We're training them. God's blessing him. He's seeing answered prayers. His very first answered prayer or a prayer that he asked for the first time I met him. Cause so I said, can I pray for you? He was like, yeah, that God would give me a better job. Mm-hmm. And within a few weeks of us meeting, God opened up a door and he got a great job. He just started it and he's doing really good. And of course this, this job, you know, he's, it kind of makes it where he, you know, he's working a shift where he, he can't, he loves to come to church on his own. He, he, he invited himself to church, but um, he can't come on Sunday mornings to our like our church service, but it's just not a big deal because the point is that he's fellowshipping with other believers regularly, meaningful, godly fellowship, doing the things that, brothers do in the Lord. You know, we pray together, we read the word together, accountability, et cetera. Um, so we're doing that. We meet regularly. Um, he's reading the word on his own. He's testifying about Jesus on his own to other people. Um, so yeah, he's doing good. And I, I see him growing in this process and, uh, I want to get him. He hasn't made another disciple yet, <clears throat> but he will, because it's the yeah. way the process is. You just keep doing the part work in your process. It happens. So, uh, another person is, um, so, we, uh, we have a group of people from my church on Sunday afternoons. We just meet at McDonald's. We get into teams of two and then we go out for about an hour and just meet with people. So, one lady from our church came and she went to this apartment complex, found a, a lady there who was just like, who had recently moved to town. And she was like super, uh, she, she, was, she was a person of peace for sure. And uh, she might even be born again. I'm not sure, but um, started meeting with her for Bible studies, and uh, so she was moving into to second base, right? The, the Bible studies started meeting with her for Bible studies, and then um, now this, the, the like within two weeks, that that lady was coming with her on Sundays and was going out with us on these House of Peace searches, sharing the gospel, looking for peace and a priest. Uh, yesterday we did it again, and she went out and she was actually one, you know went out with a team and was praying with people, sharing the gospel with people. And so again, it, that's like, we go out, somebody we found in the harvest, two weeks wh- later, she was going with us into the harvest. So it's <laughs> another example. I um, love it. Uh, you know, one, I want to share this one because this one is like, uh, d- uh, because, you know, I, I, like we have our process, right? Most of the time it, it never goes exactly in this linear progression, first base, second base, third. You can go from first to third. Sometimes you go into the harvest and you share Jesus and somebody gets born again right then. They don't even yes. do a discovery Bible study and you just go straight to the training baptizing process. I yep. mean that's or baptizing and then training process. Um so I, I met this uh this one person apiece. The way I met her is I, I saw her her boyfriend in a park and God told me to pull over and go talk to him about jesus so i went up to him i was like introduce myself i'm jeff i asked if i could pray for him he was this total new age guy like big time new age guy and um but i loved him instantly and he loved me (laughs) like i just had favor yeah yeah let's meet up and for a bible study right and so we met up and he brought his girlfriend and another friend of his And his girlfriend right there at the table in a coffee shop, I shared the gospel with her. And she was so hungry for the Lord. She got born again at the table. I mean, like the the spirit of God was touching her. She was so happy about Jesus. I started meeting with her. We baptized her. And then now her boyfriend, they're married now, but uh, he didn't end up getting saved. And so this was actually years ago, probably in 2014 when I met them. And, but, and I met with her and I trained her in the five habits for a while, but then she just kind of like lost interest in meeting and we'd see each other off and on for the next two or three years. Every once in a while we'd run into each other, but she was just kind of out of the picture. And I'd be like, man, I don't know how she's doing. Sometimes I'd see her posting things on Facebook that I was like, Ooh, doesn't sound good. Um, but then I don't know about a year, year and a half ago. She just kind of came to this point in her life where she was like, cause she was brand new. Like she only knew basically what I had taught her in that initial discipleship. And, and she was just like, man, I am so sick of playing around with all this other stuff and Jesus Mm -hmm. too. I'm Mm -hmm. going all in with Jesus. And she just got on fire for God. And she has been doing amazing. And she is just, and at first, one of the things that was kind of intimidating to her was testifying about Jesus to others. Now she's just doing it constantly, like on her own, like on her Facebook, just she's, I'm taking her with me and we're doing discovery Bible studies with people. She's got all these, she's so compassionate and she's bearing fruit, but it was this weird process. It was like, you know, we do like phase one, two, part of three. (laughs) And then there's this like two or three year break. And then all of a sudden something clicks inside of her and now she's just, you know, bearing fruit in a great way. So anyway, those are some examples. There's a lot of more stories, but that's kind of the, what the process looks like in these examples.
1: Oh, so cool. Well, let's, let's shift it. You know, there's a lot of people listening to this that might be interested or excited to maybe engage in some more training directly with you is, you know, what are some ways that you would like to invite our listeners into, this process, uh, and maybe ways that you can model some things for them. And, um, yeah, is it, is there some easy on ramps for those of us that would be interested in connecting with you and getting some more training or with myself? What does that look like?
0: Yeah, I would, I would love to, you know, if if you're listening to this or watching this video and you're like, I want to make disciples where I'm at. Um, you can do it. Anybody, this will work for anyone. If you're like, I've never done this before, or I'm a pastor. Or, I mean, I'm a brand new believer, or I'm a college student, and you just want to see God start saving people and disciples of Jesus multiplying, uh, you can start that process. It, you can, it can start with you. And so, um, I would love, I'd be very interested in training you. And so, here's the thing though um, here's the requirements. When I'm going to commit to training somebody, I require a commitment from them, especially if it's like a believer. They're like, I'm a believer, <clears throat> I want to make disciples. I'm not looking to invest time training people who just want to dabble with it and kind of play with it. Um, I want people who are going to commit to the process. And so I require that you make a, a three-month commitment. Like, I am going to go in one hour a week into the harvest and work this disciple-making process. I'm going to f- – Share the gospel, find a person of peace. When I find one, I'm going to meet with them for discovery Bible studies. You know, when they come to believe and want to obey, I'm going to baptize them and then train them. And I'd be happy to coach you through this process. But what I require is a three month commitment from you saying, I'm going to, I'm going to devote at least an hour a week to this. And I know that, I know that if you'll do that and you'll just stick with the simple process, you'll grow in your walk with Jesus, but you will bear fruit. You're going to lead people to the Lord. And those people are going to end up leading people to the Lord if we just diligently work the process. And it's not always glamorous, you know, it's not always this like power glory moment. Lots of times it's just work. You just go out there and you work the process. And I don't really feel the presence of God super strong, but the word of God works and the spirit is always working. So we just go do our part and God will do his. So if you want to be trained, you can uh, just contact me. And uh, the way you can do that is, uh, uh, number five and five state revival at gmail.com you can email me or you can go to the web page of uh of this podcast my podcast web page and you can contact me through there you can leave a voice recording or something like that and um and let me know and we'll set it up and i would love to train you i'm actually looking for people to train right now so if you want to lead people to jesus uh, i know you can just contact me and uh we'll we'll set up training time Thank you for listening to the Five State Revival podcast. We want to stir up as many people in our region as possible to love Jesus passionately, live in purity, and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit as they're making disciples of Jesus. And you can help us do that. If you can just take 30 seconds and share this episode with somebody that you know that you think would love to hear this episode, that would be encouraged by this conversation about making disciples of Jesus. And if you can do that, let's help spread the word around and inspire as many people as possible. God bless you. And we look forward to talking to you again on the next episode.